Josh Allen mic'd up against the Cincinnati Bengals that is available on Jaguars.com. The full version for you to check out. We're going to get an update on Josh Allen's health. Doug Marone live at 9 a.m. on Jaguars.com. Live Jaguars right now dealing with all kinds of injuries. We're going to get an update on that soon as I bring in Brian Sexton and John Osier here for Jaguars Drive Time on a Wednesday morning bright and early and something that we did not know Monday morning, our last show, Brian Sexton, was about the Houston Texans firing their head coach on Monday night. I can only imagine in Houston right now what a crazy week this is going to be. From the Jaguars' standpoint, what does this mean, if anything? Well, I'm not sure it means anything to the Jaguars other than they're going into a place where you've got a team that clearly has something to prove. I, I don't know that it means anything. I'll, I'll say I was stunned. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's had his team at the top of the AFC South for a number of years. Um, I get it. He traded away a number of draft picks, traded away DeAndre Hopkins, and so he was under pressure and starting 0-4, didn't do anything to alleviate that. But, uh, you know, the owner had to sign off on all those moves, didn't he? It's a little bit uh, It's confusing as to why they would let a coach like Bill O'Brien go um, in the first month of the season. Former defensive coordinator, now head coach, Romeo Cornell, takes over duties. And John, I was reading more about this and I was listening to a bunch of people talking about this and I didn't realize how rare it is for a head coach to also have general manager duties. And they were saying how he'd be at practice and then he'd have to run in to take a call from an agent. It's incredible to think how he tried to juggle all of this at one time. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's rare now. It didn't used to be as rare. Tom Coughlin basically did it. Uh, there have been GMs and head coaches who have done it in the past. Belichick's basically that guy in New England. But you have to delegate it during the season. When Tom did it and Brian was there too, it was more he did it in the off season, but he was not running off the field during practice to take calls from agents. Uh, you, know, you also have cell phones, which you could do that with. But the reason that Bill was fired as much as anything <laughs> Yes, they had uh, four AFC Souths in five years. But what the Texans looked at with this, in the last six or seven games, they had only scored, it, since in the last 16 games, they had scored 30 offensive points once with Deshaun Watson. In the last six or seven games, they had been behind by double digits in all those games, including both playoff games. The perception was that this was going bad over the last six or seven games and that there was too much talent at the quarterback position for that to happen. So uh, that's sort of the, you know, the granular part of why it happened. 
but I'm with Brian. I'm surprised four division titles out of five years. I'm surprised that they pulled the trigger this fast. Well, and I think it bears pointing news out. On how does it get better with Romeo Cornell all of a sudden in charge, right? And we're talking about a longtime defensive mastermind in charge of the offense. Uh, John, my point is, you know, the owner had to sign off on all these moves. The owner allowed him to be the general right. manager. And by the way, if he was taking calls during practice from agents or leaving the field to go take calls, then he wasn't being a very good general manager. It just seemed like the Texans were a, um, a stable franchise, and this makes them look anything but stable. Mm -hmm. Jaguars getting ready to take on that Houston Texans team this Sunday as we get into big things. Big thing one is Lot J. Uh, earlier this week, Shad Khan, Mark Lamping, Lenny Curry all had a press conference about the development of the Lot J project. Shad Khan spoke and says that this Lot J project is still extremely important to the future of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is uh, part of our commitment to the city of Jacksonville, I think, to have a vital downtown. And, uh, um, you know, I said this uh, eight years ago, plus when I was introduced as owner of the Jaguars, I was going to look for every way to, you know, make NFL football viable here. This is just one part of the strategy. All right, we'll talk much more about that Lot J project coming up as we get into big thing two looking to this game on Sunday, which is run, James, run. James Robinson. They're going to have to run the ball if they're going to keep guys like Whitney Merciless and J.J. Watt from wrecking the Jaguars' offensive game plan. Last year, the Texans kept Gardner Minshew in the pocket and made him throw 47 times in London. Big thing three, the injury report. We're going to hear from Doug Marone at 9 o'clock. Looking at a bunch of guys, but especially someone like Miles Jack, Cam Robinson, Josh Allen, DJ Hayden. What is the extent of the injuries that we saw on Sunday? And what is the hope going forward that you possibly get those guys back on the field sooner rather than later? Other than the injury report, I know the Jaguars coaching staff is looking to fix a bunch of things this week, but one of those things is not motivation and effort. There's flashes of, of plays, guys have made it. Um, but, uh, you know, the consistency of it, um, you know, is something that we have to work on. And, you know, we continue to keep pushing to put ourselves in a good situation, you know, with, with the players. That, that's on us as coaches. And then, you know, get those players where we can make those plays and go. So, you know, the, the, the looking at oneself and, you know, what do you do to keep yourself motivated? Um, you know, you work your whole entire life to, to try to get where you are. So uh, if you're going to lack of motivation or competitiveness about you uh, at a certain point, you probably weren't cut out, you know, to be in this business anyway. All right, and we go back up to big thing one, which is Lot J and Brian Sex. I know you heard from Shaw kind of what he was saying about Lot J and what it means for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We really haven't heard much about Lot J definitely since COVID-19 has started. So it was refreshing to hear that this project is still on and moving forward, even with all of this going on? Well, a couple of things. First of all, it's still very important for the Jaguars long-term to create more opportunities revenue-wise. I mean, anyone who's turned on a Chargers or Rams game or seen the Raiders in their new home in Las Vegas understands, you know, you're not going to have a billion-dollar or let alone $5 billion stadium project in downtown Jacksonville. Just The economics of this marketplace just won't work. 
um, you know, with 20 million TV households in Southern California, it's easy to pull something like that off. Easy is probably the wrong word. Here's, I want to provide just a little perspective on it for you this morning. And this is, you guys have probably been to the, the Power and Light District when we've traveled to Kansas City. It's a vibrant downtown district built around an arena, by the way, that doesn't host an NBA or NHL game. It hosts a couple of college basketball tournaments. But 30 years ago, when I was in high school in Kansas City, the only reason we ever went downtown was in October when all the decrepit old buildings were turned into haunted houses, okay? And today, where all those <laughs> decrepit old buildings are is the, is, the, is the Power and Light District, which, by the way, I've never been to. Uh, I just have never gone downtown when I've gone home to Kansas City. But I've seen what it's done. And they talked about that a generation ago, two generations ago in Kansas City, about getting a project done and revitalizing the downtown and bringing some of the energy back from the suburbs. And they've done that. It's taken a while, taken a long time. But today, they have something vibrant to show for it. When I moved here in 1994, the landing was only seven years old. There was a sense of vibrancy in downtown Jacksonville and some optimism that that would be the spark for projects to come. Well, you know, 26 and a half years later, downtown is worse. How's that possible? When you have an NFL team living in your downtown for a quarter of a century, how is it possible that downtown has even less to do today than it did in 1994, right? That's why this project is important. It's going to take time. And if you look across the river, you've got the district, which is still waiting to come up out of the dirt. And Peter Rummel was the front man for that, who cut his teeth at Disney in real estate, who led the St. Joe Company, which was one of the biggest private property holders in Florida for years, right? That's taking time, too. People are going to have to be patient. They want to see things come out of the ground. Yeah. But if Shaw doesn't do this project, who's going to do it? Who's going to have the investment ability? Who's going to have the the um, motivation to do it like he does. The Jaguars need this project. The city needs this project. They just have to come together and figure out a way to make it work for both sides. Mm -hmm. Definitely necessary, very important. And I will have to say they mentioned building apartment condo buildings in the parking lot. My name is going on a list immediately because I can roll out of bed and boom. Ready for Jaguars drive time in a matter of five minutes. So I'm excited about that. Let's go to big thing three. John Osier, the dog has stopped barking. You are ready to rumble. This injury report, we haven't heard a lot about it. We heard from Doug Marone post game. He didn't know the extent of these injuries. It's now Wednesday, and we have a lot of guys on a list that we're hoping are ready for Sunday and not sure right now. Yeah, and it's always dangerous to speculate about injuries because so much can change in a, uh, what is it now, three-day period. It didn't feel like Josh Allen was a huge, huge concern long-term out of that game Sunday. Miles Jack, uh, Cam Robinson, particularly DJ Hayden, when you go off on a cart, that's a big concern. Uh, right now, we're still sort of hanging on the thread that Doug said on Monday that he's not overly concerned about any of them. That made it sound to me like he didn't think that most of them would be going on any sort of an IR. But, you know, again, we'll find out more at nine. And uh, that was just sort of the tone of the week to me, the way Doug kicked it off on Monday. Mm -hmm. Hoping to hear some good news here at nine o'clock from head coach Doug Marone. When we come back, we get the whiteboards out for some Ashland ass here on Jaguars Drive Time coming up.
Hey, Jax fans, we all know Duval is a big place, and you need to get a lot of mileage out of what you drive. That's why Duval Motor Company puts service first. They don't just sell great cars and trucks. Their service departments take care of your loved ones by providing maintenance and repair for every make and model, even the ones they don't sell. They've got all of Duval covered when it comes to your ride. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com Hey Jacksonville, this is Joe Adib from Bono's. I just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms. We appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis. For over 71 years, we have been here for you through good times and bad. Our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon. Be safe. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Fair and Fair reminds you to continue to wear a mask. Help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Fair and Fair, protecting you and your family since 1979. Back on a Wednesday morning, Jaguars Drive Time, brought to you by the Duval Motor Company today. As we get into some Ashland Ask, I hope you have your whiteboards ready, ready to draw, ready to imagine, ready to get creative. Ashland Ask, number one. What will be the mood in Houston after the week they have had as the Jaguars go into this game on Sunday? We're going to hear from the new Texans head coach today, have a press conference. Going to find out more about this team as the week goes on. But if you can imagine what the mood would be and try to summarize it in a few words, what would it be? Boom, we're ready. We're quick this morning. John Osier, go for it. First of all, bad dog again. And uh, Bad dog. It's not really a mood, but I would say adrenaline with some uh, lightning bolts. Those are lightning bolts, Schlen. Uh, and That looks nice. Usually when you see a mid-season coaching change, and we saw it uh, in 2016 when Doug Marone took over for Gus Bradley, you see at least a one-week surge in attention and focus and energy whatever it is uh, i don't necessarily think it lasts for 12 games for houston but a team that's just changed its coat is a dangerous refocused team so the jaguars have to withstand that brian Sexton, you, know, uh, you agree i had frustrated on here i frustrated uh because the jaguars talked about being frustrated last week at one and three in three straight losses and I can only imagine that's the same thing. Um, plus, you're talking about you know, some star players at the end of their careers, towards the end of their careers, with the J.J. Watt, who is you know, still looking for that traction to his career. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson just got the big contract. Now, all of a sudden, you know, the coach that brought him along is gone. I, I can only imagine that they just are searching for answers and frustrated, just like Avery Jones was 
in the post-game news conference mm -hmm. from Cincinnati on Sunday. I thought he, perfect, he, he perfectly embodied frustration. He wasn't mad. He wasn't happy. He was just kind of in the middle. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Ashlyn asks, number two, the Jaguars right now are dealing with some issues. And this is a perfect world. This isn't going to happen. But we've been watching other teams. We've watched the Chiefs and the Patriots on Monday Night Football. If you were a general manager and you had endless cap room and you thought it was a perfect fit for your locker room, who would you want to go get to try to band-aid some of the issues we've been seeing on this Jaguars team? Now, obviously, this is not going to happen. We're just imagining things. In a perfect world, who would you go get, play, and plug to try to fix some of the issues we're seeing? I, for example, had Tyron Matthew. I think he would be a fabulous addition right now to the Jaguars roster. Obviously, that's not gonna happen. John Ogier, Brian Sexton, what you got? Well, I'll take Patrick Mahomes because that quarterback would fix <laughs> every problem that the Jaguars have. How did I know you were going to With the receivers yeah, they've got that. here, obviously... with the running game that they've got here, with the defense they've got here, Mahomes would fix a lot of things. You said anyone, so I took the best quarterback and probably the best overall player in the game today. Easy choice. Yeah, that would definitely be a, a oh. perfect world. John Ojo, what do you got? I'll take Mahomes, Rodgers, uh, Russell Wilson, or Johnny Yu. And, 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 uh, <laughs> exactly. It's not a knock on Minshew, but... If you're going to fix problems in the NFL, you're going to go with the best quarterback. And right now, I'm into, we don't know what he is. We know he's not Mahomes. And uh, that would, that fixes a lot of things. All right, Aaron Rodgers, sign me up. That sounds like a good plan that is not going to happen. All right, Ashton asks number three. Let's switch to the positive side of things. What is a reason to be optimistic for Sunday's game against the Houston Texans? Let's throw around some positive scenarios. What's one thing you look at with this Jaguars team and say, you know what? They've got that figured out, and that's a reason to be optimistic. Bam, 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 bam. Ready. Anyone? Uh, I'll go. And, and this, uh, <laughs> again, I'm not trying to be cute. This was not easy because I don't, I don't really feel optimistic because of some things we saw Sunday. I'm hopeful that there are things that I can agree. improve out of that game. Uh, but I'll go with offensive line because uh, I think it's playing well enough that if things get better around it, uh, if the defense was playing better, Schlen and Brian, this offensive line would be getting more credit for being a vastly improved unit. It's blocking for the run. You don't have Robinson's numbers if you're not. I think Minshew's had time to work. If things can get better around it, this offensive line can get him some games going forward. I don't know if things are going to get better around it. Um, Fair enough, Brian. That's exactly agree? what I had, and I'm not going to change it because, like John, you know, you have injury issues and performance execution issues in nearly every other place. And, and that's not to say that the offensive line has been perfect. Um, but Minshew had plenty of time to throw in Cincinnati, and Robinson had plenty of room to run. The offensive line is not the problem. Now we're going to find out where Brandon Linder and Cam Robinson are coming up here in about 45 minutes from head coach Doug Marone. 
that could take the offensive line as an area of optimism and move it into a completely different category. But the first four games, the offensive line has not been the problem. They both, the running game and passing game, have had room to work. And even with Brandon Linder's injuries the past couple of weeks, Tyler Shatley has come in and definitely done his job. But we're going to hear an update on left tackle Cam Robinson coming up shortly. When we come back on Jaguars Drive Time, we visit the Ozone Mailbag here on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hey, Jags fans, we all know Duval is a big place, and you need to get a lot of mileage out of what you drive. That's why Duval Motor Company puts service first. They don't just sell great cars and trucks. Their service departments take care of your loved ones by providing maintenance and repair for every make and model, even the ones they don't sell. They've got all of Duval covered when it comes to your ride. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity i'm Chantel baker fiance of dj chark my fiance is always prepared with a game day plan and so am i i'm always looking for easy ways to save time and Publix helps me tackle everything from pre-game prep to post-game cleanup with prices that are never out of bounds this week at Publix, you can get $2 off when you purchase two of assorted varieties and sizes of head and shoulders pantene herbal essences and aussie hair care products available at Publix, where shopping is a pleasure Game day is just around the corner, and we can't wait to be Duval together again. The Jaguars are taking every precaution to keep our fans safe at TIAA Bank this fall. From cashless concession to contactless entry, visit jaguars.com stadium to learn more. Let's go right down the road to Tampa, Florida. The original Brian, ask John Osier. You and the others have cited youth and inexperience as contributing factors to our defensive woes. Would you say these are the primary factors? If so, should things improve as the season progresses? Or is the talent level just too deficient? Well, you know, I think they're major factors and i don't know that i've cited youth and inexperience as much as the fact that the good players are very young and there's not a lot of you know sixth year veteran guy who's the playmaking guy that's miles jack and now he's hurt but he's really the only one on defense that fits that and those are who you usually look for to make big plays at key times uh i think the i think the defense will get better if they stay healthy They'll get better as the season continues. I don't know that they'll get to the point where people are calling them good because we haven't seen that yet, so it's hard to predict. But I think they'll improve. Will they improve enough to be considered you know, a high-functioning unit? I, I can't say that right now. You know, they've got a lot of 
of possible, let me phrase it differently. There are a lot of answers to questions on the defense, right? Um, look at the way that Devon Hamilton played last week. So you say you've got to get better in the middle of the defensive line. Okay, well, there's a possible answer because he's really starting to come on. Again, he's one of those young guys. So I think up front in the front seven in particular, you can say, yeah, they're young and that's the issue. They'll get better. On the back seven, or sorry, the back end of that in the secondary, I, I just, I don't see it. I mean, I think C.J. Henderson's going to be a tremendous player. So yes, there's one. And I like what I see from Daniel Thomas when he's on special teams because that's all we've seen of him. And he may be an answer at strong safety because right. he looks like a physical player. However, right now, you have one corner who was an undrafted rookie free agent who looks like it in Trey Herndon, and you have a massive issue in the middle of your defense. That's not going to get better this year. So the young players up front will get better, but as long as the back end is a hole in your defense and you can't fill it, well, that's not necessarily going to get better. The only way that this defense plays better is if they happen to get a chance to play with a lead. Speaking the truth, Brian Sexton. Let's go all the way to Scotland. Everyone seems divided over Gardner Minshew. I'm wondering how different you think these discussions would be if he were a first round pick. Cheers. Oh. Well, I'm going to go another direction on this, and it's a little bit out there, but you know, it's a hard question to answer because you wouldn't be having the same discussion we're here first round pick because the, the discussion with Minshew focuses on the, uh, I'm not sure what I'm looking for, but the arm strength, the size, the measurables is the word I'm looking for. Well, if he'd had those, he would have been a first round pick. So it's sort of a, I get there, but he says, well, Kyler Murray's got the same numbers as Minshew. He's not being criticized like this. But Murray has some absolute unbelievable skills that make you think they'll develop. The issue with Minshew is you wonder if the things that kept him from being drafted in the first round are the things that will hold him back. So uh, the conversation would be so much different were he a first round pick because he would have those measurables that NFL people love. I was going the same place. I mean, look, when you are undersized as a quarterback, and you don't have a big arm, the team is constantly going to be looking for someone who is bigger and who does have a bigger arm. So you're always gonna have this conversation about Gardner Minshew. He reminds me of Jeff Garcia, right? A guy that is a runaround guy who makes plays. He went to Canada for a while. I think he had 16 years in the NFL. I had some winning seasons, went to the playoffs, but every team, whether it was San Francisco or Detroit or Tampa, they were always looking to replace him because he wasn't very big and he didn't have a cannon for an arm. And that's going to be the issue with Gardner Minshew. I mean, unless he blows us away with 12 games left to play, unless he shows us something, the Jaguars are not going to be able to pass on a young quarterback that has the measurables and the skills at the top of the draft. You can't just keep hoping. Hoping isn't a strategy. So far, as I said on Monday, He's got two games where you go, wow, and two games where you go, oh. Well, you can't be eight and eight and go forward with this guy in those two categories. You need 10 and six. You need 11 and five. You need him to show you, and he, because he's undersized and because he doesn't have a big arm, he has to show you exponentially more for you to pass on a quarterback in next year's first round. 
-hmm. Unique consistency in the Garderman Shoe Talk is not over quite yet as we go to New Jersey. Scott asking about Garderman Shoe as well. Are we now in the air where a quarterback can put up huge statistical numbers and still not be a franchise quarterback? Have the rules changed in the game that much, John Osier? Yeah, I think they have. And it, it, uh, it's a concept I keep thinking about as I watch more NFL this season. You know, it's, it, it's, it's beyond reason to me that there are all of a sudden five quarterbacks who look like all-time Rushmore great playing at the same time. It seems like every team has a quarterback who's high-functioning. Well, you know, statistically, that doesn't work. So the game has changed so much. Defenders can't hit. It is all skewed toward the offense. That I do think there's a different standard for what your great quarterback has to be. It has to be Russell Wilson, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, who are playing at, you know, they're completing like 99% of their passes for seven touchdowns a week. Well, that's Madden stuff. That's not, you know, it wouldn't have been that way before, Splan. It wouldn't have been that way in the 60s. But it's true. So, uh. yes. The answer to the question is yes. The game has changed that much where just because you're putting up great numbers doesn't necessarily make you a franchise guy anymore. Get off my Well, it, it does to a fantasy football. It does to a fantasy football owner. And let's be honest, fantasy football has had a huge influence on how people um, enjoy the game. And so the Jaguars lose, but the quarterback throws for 350 and two touchdowns. There's still a modicum of happiness on their part because their fantasy team did well. Just look at the wins and the losses. Guys like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, the Mannings, the great quarterbacks that people have seen and always said, why don't we have that guy? The number that matters is wins and losses. And it doesn't matter whether they have to go and throw 40 times and score 40 points or whether they throw 25 times and score 25 points. They win no matter who's around them. They win no matter what kind of game they have to play. Well, those guys are hard to find. They're very difficult. So you just got to keep swinging. And the Jaguars have missed. They've missed way too often on that position. And I can take you all the way back to 2003 and show you the misses along the way. They got to get this one right. Forget the yards and the touchdowns. Look at wins and losses. That's the most important statistic in this category. Jaguars looking for their second win this Sunday against the Houston Texans. And we come back some closing thoughts here on Jaguars Drive Time on a Wednesday morning. Hey, Jags fans, we all know Duval is a big place and you need to get a lot of mileage out of what you drive. That's why Duval Motor Company puts service first. They don't just sell great cars and trucks. Their service departments take care of your loved ones by providing maintenance and repair for every make and model, even the ones they don't sell. They've got all of Duval covered when it comes to your ride. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization. That's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity 
The best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, um, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Fair and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side. Farrah and Farrah, here for you, here for good. Jacksonville. Jags drive time with a Wednesday preview for here. Stay tuned. Head coach John Marone at 9 o'clock giving us all the injury updates as the Jaguars get ready to face the Houston Texans on Sunday. Definitely want some of those defensive guys back on the field. We're going to hear from offensive coordinator Jay Gruden. We're going to hear from quarterback Gardner Minshew. Then we're going to be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. talking all about this Texans game going much deeper into how the Jaguars could hopefully beat the Texans on Sunday. We'll see you then. Tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Have a lovely Wednesday.